Who's that Wilson? big tall dude? Wilson? No. Not Wilson? No, Wilson was on that movie with uh, Tom Hanks. No. And my hair got screwed up in the chicken wing. We might have <laughs> <might've> maxed <laughs> out the heat here. Look at the heat. Who is it, Mark Barbario? Mark, Mark Barbario's on the end and go. <laughs> okay. You need to come in tonight and really have your top guns ablazing. Maybe hat tricks all around. <laughs> It's, a, it's an early morning and we're in the same clothes. But we may have to jump frog them in order to get into that place. <laughs> Is it leapfrog? Hey guys, uh, it's Kiefer and Riker. We're doing our second episode of Sideways in a Hurry. And we are already in a bit of a pickle here. Down in the guts of uh, Pepsi Center. Couldn't get our microphones to work, so we're just doing this old school. We got to tell you guys about the stress and the bowels of the Pepsi Center as we're getting ready for a show. For Kyle and I, we just sit back, we twiddle our thumbs. We've done 963 pregames, postgame shows. You've done more. Yeah. And we just have fun with it. But everybody else has to be dialed into when they're coming in, who's going to Lauren, when's Moj going to the bench, who's doing this, we're going where. It's chaotic here at Pepsi. Yeah. Whereas ours is pretty fun and simple. Well, I we, like our simple. We, we just go, when the red light is on, tell us when to talk. And we, don't, we usually don't have a plan. And we just go. But yeah. when you're calling the game and you're doing all, it's a, there's a little more involved in yeah. it. When you're inviting so many people into the show. Ours is easy. Yeah, Even right. when Johnny's there, it's easy. We just roll with it. You know what's funny about Johnny is that even when he's not on TV, it's like he is because he texts us nonstop during the game. You know, it's like Johnny... Go have a beer and <laughs> go skiing or something. Hey, Johnny Lyles almost gives us credibility because, you know, he knows Mike Medano. Like, he's played on a team with him. Oh, I forgot about that. Medano followed me on Twitter. I don't know if he's followed you yet on Twitter. No, he... But fact, Mike's he, all over the big liar top line. I think he calls him the RML line. Right. Or RLM line. Well, what he doesn't know is that they're the superheroes and the Sabretooth line. What, what are we calling them? The Silverback line. Silverback line. Yeah. So, either way, it's... Uh, so here's here we are. Let me so tell you this. We tell everybody where we're at right now. We're in the guts of Pepsi Center. But we're we don't have a window in front of us. We're like in some room down in the <laughs> game notes room. For all, I mean, this feels like borderline we're in a prison here. We're just sitting in a white-walled padded room. Well, from what I understand, it gets kind of hot in here. <laughs> yes. <So. laughs> the next one we're going to do is going to be like from our broadcast at Pepsi overlooking right. it. It would give it some mojo. Yeah, thank you. Hey, real quick, before we get going, the Madonna thing. So he followed you... And he's followed Johnny Lyles forever, but all of a sudden, out of the blue, he followed you. And it got me all kinds of sideways. And I'm assuming it's just because you guys both played hockey. It's obviously not because uh, he wants good content or he would be following me, correct? Yes, probably, right? The <laughs> NHL fraternity is strong. We're <laughs> right. not going to deny. So anyway, you, you, and, you and Lyles gave it to me pretty good on Twitter, and, so, and he responded back, da-da-da. So I wrote back. Or no, Lyles did a video of me. Yeah, a video of yeah. Sent you sideways. Which, well, it was not. I wouldn't say the video was glowing about me. It made me look like a total creeper. Anyway, <laughs> Madonna saw it, and he wrote back and said, Riker, get get in the middle of this. Please stop this. And so now it's a, uh, it's a triangle that I need to somehow fix, but I need him. I need to have lunch with him or talk with him personally somehow. Good can, luck, you, can you arrange that? Johnny can. Only Lyles can. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Uh, it is, uh, what game is this? This is game number 26 for the Avalanche, and I'd say so far so good. We are in the middle of a six-game winning streak. We've won eight of our last nine. Uh, we're seemingly, you know, really I mean, hammering some teams right now, and good teams at that. Nashville, Pittsburgh, 
whoever comes the Avalanche's way right now, it has been uh, impressive. And it's not just a one-line show either, as good as the top line has been. You're getting scoring from defensemen. Uh, you're getting scoring from the second line, the third line. It seems to be coming from everywhere. So whatever they're eating for breakfast in the morning or uh, eating late at night, sp- spaghetti and chicken, it's working, Riker. 8-0-1 oh, over the last nine. So the, the biggest thing we got to tell all you folks out there that have been watching games on television, as Kyle and I have, if you have the opportunity, can find a way to get to Pepsi Center It'll blow you away like you've never believed. Because we were here watching Dallas. Was it last Friday? Is it a week ago? Yep. In the true and raw speed of Nathan McKinnon. It's frightening. It's frightening. It is, it's almost unrealistic to see how much respect and how much room he gets. Miko's a different animal, but Nathan McKinnon is, is groundbreaking. I believe as long as he stays healthy, he's going to landslide win the Hart Trophy. I mean landslide it, especially because... Even over Miko? Here's, I, just from watching that game, I think he's so incredibly dynamic. And I do believe that Nathan McKinnon will probably lead the National Hockey League in scoring. That's my guess. God, if I'm wrong, good for me. Right. That means Miko took him down. Yeah. But that's just my thought on it, seeing what he creates. And I still think his best hockey is ahead of him a little it's bit. It's 23, Riker. I mean, it's 23. Yeah, it's, it's remarkable. So how about all the guys that were between him and Taylor Hall for voting last year? Well, guess what? They're all going to give McKinnon the benefit of the doubt this year because he was so close last year. Probably should have won it. You can argue it all you want. But this year, if he maintains, he's just got to stay healthy because he's going to maintain it. He's going to landslide win the Hart Trophy. I mean, just think about saying that. It's incredible. Well, well, first of all, Kopitar and Taylor Hall both are, you know, they're great hockey players, but they're both struggling. It's not even close uh, to what... The, the output that they had last year. And this would be the most interesting thing is, I think if you had a two-man battle between two guys on the same team. Imagine that. I mean, that's a, <laughs> that is an awesome problem to have. Here's oh, the other thing. Yeah. I mean, last year, the Jack Adams, I mean, you had, Bednar was in there. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, he's backing it up with another one. So, when you talk about the Jack, you don't have the Vegas in there. Vegas isn't there this year. Nope. I mean, I don't know which, which other team, I mean... Maybe Laviolette in Nashville, but everybody knows that that's, that's what he does and that's what that team does. I mean, you'd have to seriously consider, look, we're only 26 games into the season, but what Jared Bednar has done in back-to-back seasons, it, these, are, these are conversations that people on the East Coast need to have because even as we sit here and watch NHL Network, they can't help themselves. They have to cover the avalanche. It's, 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 it is the story in the National Hockey League, with the exception of the Buffalo Sabres, who just got their 10-game win streak snapped by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now the story is back on Colorado, and those two top dogs, let's not forget about Gabe Landeskog either. He gets lost in the mix because he only has, what, he has 28, 29 points? I mean, that's insane as well. Yeah, and if you look at, I go back to Joe Sackick in 01. He said he had the perfect season. He had 52 goals that year, I believe. Uh, of course, they won the Stanley Cup. That was his heart trophy year in 2001. Am I right on that? Yeah, that's right. We we can say whatever we want on this. So the bottom line is, he said that was the perfect year. So if the Avalanche can stay on that perfect year, meaning you stay healthy, your goaltending maintains itself. If you have small injuries, there are two or three games, that's it. Can the big line stay healthy for the whole season? It's possible. It's been done before. If the season can stay healthy, I mean, there's a chance they're going to have the you know, good shot at the President's Trophy, let alone just the Central. You just can't be this good and beat the teams they're beating. It doesn't just disappear. It's not lucky. Yeah. Teams are 
fighting to stay with the Avs now as opposed to the Avs just trying to fight to stay in. A Nashville is an even contest all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean it was. It was I mean it was as close. I, I think it was even eye opener not only to the fans of Nashville and the fans of the National Hockey League, but to the Predators themselves. And the Abs don't have the depth Nashville does, but how good has Tyson Jost been playing the last 10 games? Did you see against Pittsburgh, the reverse shoulder, and then he got mm-hmm. the puck over to McKinnon and then over to Wilson. So all of a sudden, if Jost wants to throw his talents into the mix, you forget he's not 21 until March. He's a very, very young guy. Still in his 20-year-old year. Mm-hmm. So if he is going to find his mojo sooner than later, you really start getting excited because Kerfoot's arrived, JT Comfer has arrived. Those guys are older than Joe. So if Josie's going to jump in there, it's like, jeez, Well, and, go. you know, I just want to go back to that body thing because, you know, I didn't start filling out into my body until <laughs> my sixth or seventh year of college when I was really hitting the Stromboli's hard and the, uh, you know, the keg beer and all that sort of stuff until about four or five in the morning. But, you know, these guys as professional athletes, you look at Miko Rantanen, who's just young. I asked him personally. We were on a road trip somewhere, and I think we were, like, in Edmonton or something, and I hung out with him for an hour or so, walking up and down the streets, and I said, you know, how big can you get? Because right now, wait, what is he, 6'4", 6'5", 215? That's it, you know? yeah. I mean, he said, I don't want to get any bigger. But he could, you know, if you put on muscle, you could be talking about a guy that runs 6'5", 225, and just mows dudes over. You know what's funny is, and I learned this the hard way, I came into camp one time at 207, and I was strong as an ox, and I couldn't move, and I was useless. And then finally, I got back down like 192 pounds I could play. The one thing these guys know, weight is not an advantage. Not anymore. Not in this game. There's no big heavy guy going to Ken Clea in the corner and hug you and take you down. It's penalty. Mm-hmm. You can get stronger. Five pounds of strength is what you used to think 15 pounds could get you. You get too big, you lose your speed, you lose everything that's in the National Hockey League. And I bet Sam Gerard is getting closer to back to his playing weight to last year. But you can... Put on five pounds and add 15 pounds of strength, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Weight works against you at all times. And I mean, you see Nathan McKinnon, you see Gabe Lanscock, you see these guys, they are lean. I mean, almost scary lean. Yeah. But that's how every guy in the NHL is. I mean, they, they look like they're riding the Tour de France. That's how lean these guys are. It's incredible. It's so funny when you see a player that when he's not in his pads, you're, you're like, that. that's not the same guy I'm watching. That skinny guy right there, that's... Yeah. I mean, you see Connor McDavid, and you're like, no, 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 that's not him. That's, that, that's not him. <laughs> These guys are bone racks, but they're highly calculated what they eat, but they're strong. Yeah. And all you need is strength, and it's from training properly. The big heavyweight muscle days are gone, and any guys that go there route are making mistakes, and it hurts them in their career big time. Uh, I want to switch gears. I want to... Uh, I went to the Pittsburgh game with Vic, and we sat in the front row. I've seen you guys with some signs there. Yeah, we had a couple good. of signs for Lenny. Yeah. And you know, I was what? at home drinking wine watching you. Did you say <laughs> what kind of wine was it? Was it red? It's always red in my world. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, I love the Rouge. You never go. I'll over. go the Pinots, the Cabs, the mm. Tempranillos. You, I'll go down up and down the train. But you just have one glass, so that's good. Yeah, one one glass. <laughs> one glass that always was full. That's why those boxes are so dangerous. The, the box like, wine? Oh, yeah. Oh, I sell a lot of box wine. Yeah. No plug there, but You're like, box wine. Yeah. That's where it's at. You can get it at Sobo Liquors. Yeah. Hey, um, so anyway, we went to the game, and I'm sitting on the glass, and all the fans behind us, you know, we got rowdy. I mean, we were a hat backwards, and we had, uh, you know, our cocktails, and we were doing the signs, and I was trying to get Landy to, to look over at me, but he was just razor-focused. I'm like, come on, you're He's had enough of you, eh? Right. And Vic, yeah. It's like... <laughs> Come on, you, you you can see the sign. The sign said, it was like a, a chart, and it had Landy in one category and then me in the other category, and then it said hockey, 
checkmark by Landy. Hair, checkmark by Landy. Body. Body, checkmark by Kiefer. And he didn't like that. <laughs> but he knows, so that's good that he knows that that's the truth. So anyway, what I was getting to was the crowd. And we're lucky enough on certain occasions, what, 10, 12 times a year, we get to come down to Pepsi Center and do the games here. But I'm telling you, it's not just in the building here, Riker. It's all over town. I, I, I had people stop me at Whole Foods, and they just want to, it's always like, how long can this go on? Why is the top line so good? Is this for real? Is this, you know, and it's, I think it's, it's a, even though you have the Nuggets that are just killing it right now, and maybe it's just because I'm a hockey guy, but I can't stop people from just wanting to talk hockey, and I think that is awesome. Yeah, everybody, I'm in the same boat as you. Everybody loves a winner. Everybody loves a good team. Especially when you know we're about to hit a six seven year run. The Nuggets may be on the same scenario here. Mm -hmm. So this could be a, a double dip all the way through. Imagine both teams going deep into the playoffs. The city would just be electric. So the good times are back. And the Avs, I believe, if you look at who's coming up the pipeline and where we're sitting, are only going to get better. There's nothing stopping this team from being a serious Stanley Cup contender. So as the season goes on, Kiefer, we're thinking, are they a contender already? Or do they need a couple more years of seasoning, or are they ready? The more think? I watch, I'm thinking they, they kind of might be ready. But do you think that that's because we we do what we do? I mean, are we biased because of what we do? But I think we have every right to be in a, to a certain extent. In years lived, past, we were. We've lived through the the hard times. Yeah, same as all the fans have lived through that. I mean, that 48 point season trying to do television, folks. My good God. I mean, you're trying to, you know, wring water out of a dry rag for days and weeks and there's nothing left. What are you going to talk about? Nothing. Well, we talked about the other team. The, the big deal is you got Landy's 20, well, he's 26 now. Yeah. So he's ready. I mean, he's prime time. McKinnon's sixth year in the National Hockey League. He's ready. Guys his age are winning Stanley Cups. Yeah. So the time is now. Patrick Kane, Taze, Crosby was, I think, 21 when his first Stanley Cup. So the whole mold is new. The win is now. The young kids are ready to perform and they're put in positions to perform. It's all right there for this team. We're, we're going to keep going if, you know, look at the injuries decimate the Boston Bruins. You just, as long as something like that doesn't happen. Well, and Tyson's going to miss another game here tonight, and, and uh, they called up Mark Alt. Yeah. Um, it's like you can handle one. Right. Usually, even if, like, McKinnon went down for eight games last year. and the Had Avs, he not, he would have won the heart. He would have, and he the Avs survived that. So you can sometimes usually handle one mm -hmm. major injury. It's when you hit the two and the three. It's just it's hard to recover from that. Well, and goaltending especially. It's interesting because they talk about the quarter pole, you know, that being 21 games or whatever. Where are you at at Thanksgiving? And that, you know, 73% of the time if you're in the playoffs at Thanksgiving, you make it to the show. Uh, what's the next sort of pole? I mean, are we doing the holiday thing? Is it Christmas? Because that feels so stupid. But, I mean, is it is it 50 games? I mean, when... When can you have 100%? Because right now in football, you can say, well, the Rams are going to the playoffs. The Saints are going to the playoffs. But in hockey, it's so fickle because you can get on an ugly, bad run, and all of a sudden you're like, it's true. ugh, what happened? You're almost, you're almost never sitting back on your heels in the NHL. Uh, if anything, the Avs are mindset is not when are we in the playoffs, when have we secured the Central? I think that has to be their mm. mindset. Mm. And they got to run with that. That's where they want to be. That's where they can be. They've beaten. Remember, we couldn't beat the St. Louis Blues forever. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a shocker tonight if the Blues beat the Avs. The Avs are expected to come in and dominate this game. New coach in St. Louis. Uh, they're just. They haven't found their chemistry yet. Bringing in Bozak and and bringing in uh, O'Reilly, Ryan O'Reilly, who's leading the team in scoring. So there's been a huge dynamic change there with no more Staz and Tarasenko's not 
scoring as much as he should. Neither is Braden Chen. No, and um, uh, Schwartz is injured. He's a key player for them. So there's no reason for the Blues to really be in this game. But, you know, you got to play the game, obviously, and they have some great talent over there. So if they put it together tonight for a game, that's going to be a scary game. Yeah. But th th These game notes that they give us, and I don't know if you guys know this, but you can go to avalanche.com, and on the right-hand side of the page you can find the game note tab. I'm not sure if people actually take advantage of it, but it's it, the information that Brendan McNicholas and those guys come up with is is outstanding, and you can't even believe. You know, sometimes I just tweet the numbers that these guys find, and it's just it, it's mind blowing. And when the Avalanche are leading after two periods, they're unbeatable. They they just don't lose. And how many times? I think it's four or five times already this season, Riker, that they've been down in the third period and they've rallied to either get a point or win the game. Yeah, it's remarkable. It's the new NHL. You know, I talked with my dad. He's an old stodgy hockey guy, and, you know, they love to complain more than celebrate. He told me he's never enjoyed the game more in his life. So when you get parents, your dad, my dad, whatever, talking about the enjoyment, mm -hmm. you know how awesome the game is. It's in a perfect spot. The stars are stars. For the most part, they're staying healthy. Nobody's going out with concussions and horrible injuries and broken hands. They've cleaned up the game to the point of, I think, Darn near perfection, man. Yeah. It just is, I can't get much better to watch. And it comes at a time when the Avalanche have the top two scorers in the National Hockey League. Think about that. We're the highest scoring team goals per game in the National Hockey League. And we're comparing Miko and uh, McKinnon with uh, Sackick and Forsberg, and sometimes their numbers are better. They are. Did you ever think you'd say that honestly again? No. You'd think there'd be a comparison, but not the real deal. Now, here's one thing we want to be clear because we're bringing out the Sackick Forsberg comparisons. We understand you need to win Conn Smythes and Stanley Cups to have true comparisons, but just from a seasonal statistical dominance, they are identically great with Forsberg and Sackick. The playoffs is where legends are made, mm -hmm. but hey, who are we complaining? Quarter pole? Yeah. They're neck and neck with two of the greatest players to ever play the game. Well, and after 25 games, they're ahead. <laughs> I know. I mean, that, I mean, if we're going to be completely honest, those two players are ahead of Forsberg and Sackick after 25 games. It's, yeah. Numbers don't lie. But I think it's it's you have to do watch your tongue a little bit because Sackett and Forsberg are legends and and you earn that over time. Uh, final topic here before we we go here in about eight minutes. We got to go on TV soon. We got to do a dress rehearsal. Yeah, we got to get prepped and ready. Yeah, I, and I got to be honest with you, the tacos. I just crushed three tacos. Yeah. Why did I do that? Let I, me tell you, I just had a burp and yeah. I had to bear, I had to concentrate on it because yeah. it wasn't going to be a good scenario. So we buried some tacos, a lot of cheese, maybe a little sour cream on there, and I put some mild salsa on there. And I had six churros. Yeah. I'm, the yeah. belly's not strong right now. So churros are dipped in fried fat, correct? <laughs> right? Yeah. Are they? I it's mean, they're boiled in fat. But it's organic fried fat. <laughs> no, it's just not. <laughs> I mean, I'm already having a little tiny bit of heartburn and, a, and, some, and some burps that are that hurt. Well, they're, they're, the, they're the kind that start low. Yeah. And then you kind of look at somebody and you know that it's either you're going to have to burp on them yeah. or you're going to barf. So, I'm with you, buddy. Okay. okay. So uh, I'm assuming, let's just pretend that the ads win tonight. And I, I, let's I, go and let's make a prediction. Yeah. What's I, yours? I mean, I, I, I'm going to try and not get ahead of myself. Yeah. I'm going to say it's a rock-solid 4-2 win, that it's a 4-1 uh, third period, and St. Louis does 
somehow scrap up a goal with about 10 minutes to go. Okay. There's not going to be an empty netter, but I think the Avs win soundly, and I think after two periods, it's pretty obvious that the Avs are going to win a hockey game. So my initial gut was 6-1, to one, but I'm going to back it off. I'm going to go 5-2. Okay. 5-2 Avalanche. So we got a 5-2 and a 4-2? 5-2 and a 4-2, yeah, okay. for the Avs. So uh, anyway, the last topic I want to talk about was the road, because I'm about ready to go on the road with this team. We leave tomorrow at 11 for Detroit, Pittsburgh, uh, Sunrise, Florida. Then you and go to Florida. Life's good in Keefland. And Tampa, Florida. So I got to work with Lauren again. Yeah. Oh, well, you like that. Tough you like me. it better. Um, well, you know, it's, if, if you guys had a choice to look at Kyle or look at Lauren, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. I'd rather look at you, so I'll deal with Lauren. She has much more hair than I do. That's good. <laughs> uh, but it brings, up my, it brings up my topic, which is, as a former player, a guy that traveled with the Avs and the Blues, were there like, give me your top two cities, and I don't mean, take hockey out of it. Take the hockey out of the even equation just from a city standpoint like this is going to be fun the city's beautiful i love being here what are your top two cities in the national national hockey league uh, first one's biased going to vancouver is always awesome for me just walking in or flying into vancouver you know being from british columbia and actually believing that you're on an nhl bus going into pregame skate in vancouver a team that you watched growing up for 20 some years just the fact that you're going there was surreal and that city just from a view standpoint does it get any more gorgeous no i mean when you fly in all those islands and, yeah beautiful place to visit and see my next favorite spot was i kind of enjoyed going down to florida it was just a chill time it's like you almost forgot about hockey for a minute you could you get in your shorts and hang out in the balcony and who knows you've been just traveling everywhere you've been in winnipeg these frozen cities you got blizzards happening here in denver you go to Florida, it's like you breathe for a little bit, and then you get back on the ice. But that was the tough part. The ice in Florida mm-hmm. always seemed to be quicksand. And I think it's because you got a little relaxed. Right. <laughs> I was terrible. Every game I played in Florida, I remember the coaches looking at me just going, Jesus, Mark, what'd you do last night, party? I'm like, no, I just put my shorts on, sat in the patio, that's <laughs> it. And drank waters, because when I played, I never drank, because I couldn't. I wasn't good enough to not be like at the top every day. Oh, I was man. just hanging on to a job. 24-7, so the guy's going to drink a dozen. You know, I'd have a dozen waters. And yeah. it'd still be better than me the next day. So, I love going. I'm kind of jealous you're going, actually. It's well, cold here right now. Oh, God, it's so cold. I walked down. We're staying at the hotel because my wife and kids are doing the, uh, uh, what is it? The Parade of Lights. Parade of Lights, yep. yeah. And you can't move in downtown Denver. You guys won't hear this podcast until I don't know when, but it won't be early enough for you to avoid the traffic downtown. So, if you're <laughs> listening to this afterwards, now you know what I mean. But I, let me let me say about my favorite two cities. Yeah. Um New York City. I mean, it's just uh, there's something magical about it. And you get the you know you roll in the the day before you get a day off if you're somewhere else. There's something awesome about visiting there. I could never live there. Do I you walk the streets in New York City when oh, you yeah. go? Like I oh, I I didn't play in Madison Square. I've been in New York City. Yeah. You just walk or you jump into cabs and destination no, no. hopping. There is no cabs. So you you're just, just walk. walking. Yeah. You're just you you're jamming on it. Street meat and uh, well, it's hot dogs. I you know, know what I mean. It's like, I'm a young um, and then my second one would be Nashville. I mean, there's it's just, I'm a country music guy. I love, I'm from, born and raised in Wyoming. So I just, there's something awesome about Nashville. And you know what? It's, not only is it a good hockey town, I mean, it's just, the real estate is wonderful. It's clean. You get good weather. I think a lot of the players, and like Cody Mack, loved it. I mean, he was like, hey, if they were going to trade me to anyone, they, they trade me to the best team in the National Hockey League with the best city. So those are my two favorite cities. And I just, you know, and then I think about Winnipeg. Hopefully nobody from Winnipeg is listening to this, but, man, it's it's scary cold. 
it's scary period. I'm going to the peg this year. Oh my god! So I'm going to go to the street if it all works out. That you mm. went and froze that that LG went to, and yeah. I got to get my feel of the coldest intersection on earth. And I'll be there on February. Oh, you're going to be right in. Is it, it February 16th or something? Yes. <laughs> That's about when I was there, and it was negative. 47 <laughs> degrees. We know, Keeper. We oh, know. I just had one of those burps again. <clears throat> so. All right. <laughs> oh, if I don't say anything, then you don't say anything? Yeah, we got to oh. go work. Okay. Uh, this is sort of a shortened uh, podcast because we do have a hockey game. Yeah. It's, what are we at? 24 minutes? Yeah. So sorry about uh, the little uh, shortened version, but we got a hockey game. It's the Abs and the St. Louis Blues tonight. Uh, we'll do this again in two weeks. Once again, if you guys are listening to this, we want feedback. What do you want us to talk about on the next podcast? Uh, does anybody want to join us? If you guys want to join us, uh, if you have a good enough tweet or you say something funny or smart or stupid, uh, we'll invite you in for the next one. We'll do it down at altitude the right way with microphones and all that sort of jazz. So, for Riker, I'm Kiefer. We'll see you.